Welcome back to another episode of Laugh Not to Cry. I am your co-host, Jeremy GJ. And I am your other co-host, Commander Cody. Hey. Uh, I'm getting there. Getting, getting there. there. We'll get there. Uh, it'll be, <laughs> we'll see it'll how be... I am at the plugs at the end. <laughs> we'll get to get to the snappy uh, back-to-back sooner rather than later. It took jazz a little bit, too. You know, you're not, if you're not ready for it. You gotta, get, gotta get the timing down. Yeah, it'll sneak right up on you. I want to overshoot and step on somebody else's lines. Um, but we're back for another episode. Um, mm-hmm. Happy Easter, by the way. Happy belated. Yeah, happy Easter, everyone. Um, Cody, what did you do for Easter? Oh, you know, uh, not, not, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, I, I streamed for like four hours. Uh, just what with like, you know, no, having no family here. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been, would have had to take off a little bit of time to go up, go back up to Michigan for Easter. Um, and with everything else going on this year, my vacation time's already kind of booked pretty solid. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And Twitch didn't notify me about his stream, and I'm real pissed about it. <laughs> I also was doing nothing for Easter. Um, that it's was on sitting. and off. The yeah, notifications it's, are. It's super weird because some days it's like right on it, and I get it like immediately when you start streaming. And then sometimes it's late and you'll be already like, you know, 30 minutes in. And then sometimes it just doesn't notify me at all. And I have no clue what that was about. I was by my phone all day. And <laughs> all I was doing was streaming all of the um, anime I needed to catch up on. Um, not even did I need to catch up on, but I kept hearing about it And I was like, mm, I guess I'll check it out. And I think it was a good decision. Um so I think we're going to, that was Easter. Uh, <laughs> That's it. Cut and dry. Yeah, it was Easter. Uh, although there was something else you want to talk about that happened. I think you shared a video with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in, uh, in Alaska. Um, I don't, I don't remember what town it was in Alaska, but they, uh, they put out an, uh, like a, an ad i guess for uh, their um their people mover mm-hmm. uh and they called it the easter bussy oh love that which is you know that's the big thing nowadays is adding the suffix ussy onto everything yeah but that uh, one already has a meaning yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so like the the tiktok was like was somebody saying there had to have been like some millennials or Gen Z <laughs> on that committee, letting them know what happened or like just laughing along, letting them do it. Yeah. Somebody, somebody was having a sick joke happening um, for our very uninformed uh, <laughs> audience <laughs> members who are not on TikTok or um, not on that portion of TikTok. Um, Bussy is, um, mm, how can I say this delicately? I don't know that there is a way to say it delicately. Uh, <laughs> is what, you just gotta go go for it. Yeah, it's short for boy pussy, um, which is <laughs> what gay men are referred to as their anal cavity as of recently. 
it's um, it's just evolved into like people just throw it into anything like they yeah. put their whole uh phone to see into that call or something and it's, oh it's my God. it makes no sense but it's funny every time no way you split over split open that chinook chinooski like that or something it's just it's just <laughs> yeah chicken ussy there we go that's how they would say it or something like that it's just it's just Ugh. gotten out of hand and uh Sadly for that, Alaska, <laughs> they fail uh, for the trend and someone did not help them up. They did not have life alert. Um, apparently, they took it down very, very quickly. So um, Jesus was not the only one rising in Alaska <laughs> on that day. Wait, so it's the Easter bussy Jesus... Okay, that's gonna start start to get sacrilege. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he had a he had a, a few ussies on him after the, the crucifixion. Anyway, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a hand ussy. I get the feet ussy oh. too. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry for any uh, religious followers we we love you uh you can't skip it now it already happened uh no it's too late you just gotta live through it (laughs) it happened um big ups to whoever you celebrate as your god uh i'm supposed to be catholic i'll say a few hail marys and i'll be okay (laughs) okay so mm, there we go that yeah that that was easter that was Easter for us. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, moving on. Uh, so back to me watching anime and things. There was um, there were a few that you know people have been like heralding as really good as of late, and mm-hmm. then there were some that have been out for a minute. But I was either too hesitant to watch them, or um. They weren't on Crunchyroll. They were on Funimation. But Crunchyroll bought, bought Funimation. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff is starting to merge and come over. And I'm super happy about it because now I don't have to have both. I wasn't going to get both. But now I definitely don't have to get both. So um, one less subscription. One less subscription. And don't we In the are, multitude that we are going into these days. Yeah, we're basically we rebought cable. Um, we just spread it out all over the place. Um, so what what did I catch up on? So I was watching um, Ranking of Kings. Um, oh, is that one? It, it's actually really good. Um, I didn't want to watch it because the art style looked funky. That's um, why I didn't want to watch it either. Yeah, I was going to completely disregard it. Um, but... A former co-worker was like, no, it was really good. And then some people that I respect who are like avid cosplayers were like, I have to watch it. And or like they were saying that they had to watch more of it. And they were super excited about it. So I was like, all right, I'll I'll swallow my pride and watch it. And it actually is really good. Um, the story is deeper than it seems. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of action eventually. And um, it's looking like it's going to be. It's, they left it off to be a pretty decent start for season two. So, um, 
yeah, that one was really good. Um, what else did I watch? I was watching. Uh, so right now, I just started Tokyo Ghoul, which anybody who's watched anime before, like, wow, you're just not watching that. But like I said, it wasn't on Crunchyroll. That uh, was another one that I haven't watched, partly because like I've I have this. I mean, you and I have talked about this before, but I have this really bad habit of like if something is mainstream and a lot of people are into it, I tend to avoid it at all costs. That's uh, like most things. Yep. Like, I don't know. I, I try not to be that way, but a part of me is like, I don't want to watch it because a, I don't want it to be ruined mm-hmm. with everybody tweeting week after week. Right. And partly because like, if it's good, then it'll also be good 10 months down the road when I decide to watch it. Yeah that so uh but no it is well i'm on episode two so i can't tell you how the art in it is very good mm-hmm. um so i can't i can't speak very much to the story yet because i literally just started today um but the art in it is very good and now i'm getting all of the the tiktok references to the the opening song for it and i'm like oh i feel like i know this song because i've heard it so many times on tiktok but um so far the art's really good and it's looking like it's building up to be a pretty decent show so excited to watch that one um and then i was just watching uh there was what else was i watching i gotta hop over to my crunchy roll because i just been kind of <laughs> i got running right yeah now. i've been kind of running through them um so, of course, I keep up with all the stuff that I normally watch. The first episode in like a month for One Piece just came out for uh, continuing the season. Apparently, someone hacked the animation company that was making One Piece and it was like threatening them to get back all the stuff. And it wasn't just One Piece. It was a bunch of different anime as well. And um, apparently, whatever they were wanting was too ridiculous for the animation company to pay so they just decided to redraw it all it's, they were like no freaking way you've no, lost your damn bluff, dude you, forget all that we're just gonna redraw it so um one piece is back for the first time about a month oh um i was watching mob psycho 100 that was another one i hadn't watched because everybody was you know chomping at the bit about it and mm-hmm. I was like, I, art looked weird. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll wait. Because I started it when it first came out. And I was just like, eh, it just looks weird. I don't I don't like the art. And then everybody was like, oh, it's so good. And then I was like, no, I'm definitely not watching it. Um, and then now the hype has not been so heavy on it. So I, ha- I started, mm-hmm. I watched it and caught up to where they're at. So that was good. That one was good. Uh, I'm into. I'm starting to get into like anime where the character, the, like the protagonists, are OP, like off rip, and it kind of makes the show more enjoyable in a sense because you don't have to take it as serious. Yeah, and you're not like they're 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 able to explore different avenues about the character besides mm-hmm. them just building their power, like right. Naruto and all of the, like the original big three were cool. 
because you're like you're on this journey with them to build their powers and you know see how how strong they actually can get but when you start with a character that's already op for people who don't know what that stands for it means overpowered um you get to see other facets about them so how are they dealing with their powers emotionally how are they dealing with their powers in a social setting how are they dealing with you know um coming to terms that like in mob cycle the big thing is that even though you have these powers you're not special you're a human just like everybody else so don't pretend don't put yourself on a pedestal um and like so how do you how do you navigate those waters where everyone tells you you're special then um come to terms with the fact that maybe you're not so special <laughs> maybe you're just another person you just have you know, an elevated skill that other people don't have. Um, so that one was really good. Um, uh, the second season of the rising of the shield heroes come out. Uh, I'm keeping up with that. The first season was really, really good. I'm excited to see where they go with that. I was watching another one called Orient. I was really running through them. Oh my goodness. Um, that one's about, um, these demons that came down to earth and they just kind of took over humanity and is about the last group of people who are standing up to them um, and trying to get their land back. And then I was watching two year eternity. I caught up on that, which is about a, I don't even, that shows weird. I don't, this guy created this orb that can like, absorb the life force of the people around it except not really their life force he can become them once they're dead and so like he like eats their body and then becomes them and then the whole show is him learning how to become a being basically okay. to fight this arch nemesis that has manifested itself from somewhere that's trying to kill him and take his powers. Uh, it has is they have been very good at being very vague about what the hell's happening in that show. Um, it's still good. I just can't explain to you why the things in the show that are happening are happening. Kind of one of those things that either it'll take like a second season to explain or mm -hmm. you got to watch it to know what's going on. It's going to definitely take a second season because I've watched all the way through the first season. I'm still like, I don't understand why any of this is happening for real. Um, it, it just is happening as of right now. So um, I'm guessing that's they set it up that way, too, so they, that they can have some longevity and you right. know, stick it in mystique, kind of like One Piece and like what is actually the One Piece and blah, 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 mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, and then <laughs> Cody put me on to this. So all I the don't, ones... don't say that I put you on to that, all right? I warned well, you. Well, let me let me preface this. The rest of the <laughs> anime that I just mentioned were like shonen anime. So shonen anime are mostly ones that are more like action. They're usually about people with powers or on that building journey or, you know, um, just as like it's more like a coming of age story. Yeah. Um, but with powers and fighting and death and martial arts and all that stuff. This anime is on the other side 
um, which are like lifestyle anime. So it's a, they're it's a slice of life. Slice of life. There we go. So basically, you're just think of it like a like a drama. You're kind of yeah. just following around the lives of normal people. They're just animated, um, and they tell a bunch of different storylines. So it could be anything from like I don't know somebody working at a convenience store and how they're navigating the dating world versus like one of my favorite ones, which is about this teenage shogi player who's trying to make it in the world playing that game. Um, and he's living yeah. on his own. He's introverted and uh, he's trying to figure out how to make friends and how to make a living and how to be the best shogi there's, player. Uh, there's there's a lot of like, whether it's uh, an isekai anime or a slice of life anime, whether that's sports or dating and romance and all that stuff, there seems to be a, a big, um, I'm forgetting the word for it, but the, the protagonist always seems to be just like a, a shut in mm-hmm. and like, doesn't know how to like talk to people yeah, and all that stuff. Lack of social awareness yeah. and social skills. Um, although this one, and for people who also don't know, Isekai is usually when they're like, transported to another world so like um they might get hit by a bus and then they're reincarnated <laughs> somewhere else or um one i was watching it's called like the death march some of these titles are and they're the titles long. I, I see that's another thing like the titles are always <laughs> super long and convoluted but i know that it's only because it's been translated into english It'd well a I, lot, it's a lot like simpler and quicker in japanese for some of them, and then for some of them, they never had a name, and so <laughs> they just used the description of the show as the title for the name, mm. for the name of the show. And so, like, <clears throat> so um, there was a one. <laughs> it's not a slice of life. It's an isekai, though. It's closer to shonen, um, and it was the world's greatest assassin is reincarnated yep. into the <laughs> world's greatest assassin's family. And I was just like, it's uh, I can't tell anybody about this show because I can't remember all the words for the name. But <laughs> if you know the show, as soon as I say the world's greatest assassin, you're like, I know what you're talking about. I've already seen it. Because so, <laughs> this is the third time it's happening. So, so long. Yeah. Uh, and like the other one I was talking about was Death March into the Parallel world rhapsody or something like that and basically he was in japan they have this thing i guess it's called a death march um where they just grind until they get their whatever project it is done so they don't go home they don't really go out they just stay at the office and he was on a death march to create this video game fell asleep woke up inside the video game um and so those are like the versions of uh isekai that are out here um have you ever watched uh, Konosuba? I don't think so. It It's an isekai, but it doesn't take isekais seriously. Like, it makes fun of isekais. Huh. I love uh, that. In the sense of, like, the um, it's on, I don't know, maybe season three or four right now. Mm-hmm. I only watched, like, the first, the first couple. Um, but uh, it, it starts off with, again, this absolute shut in of a guy uh, like finally has to leave his apartment to go get groceries and get more food. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's going, and as he's walking out of the store, he like looks, and like uh, a truck horn blares or something, and he looks out in the street, and he sees that the truck is going to hit this old lady, mm-hmm. and so he like, you know, he he goes and saves the lady and gets hit by the truck and wakes up in like, uh, I don't want to say an underworld, but like uh, a dark, surrounded by darkness with just a beam of light. Mm. He starts talking to this goddess like, hey, what happened? And she starts she just starts laughing at him like, oh, well, yeah, you uh, you thought that a lady was going to get hit by a truck. So you had a heart attack. Stop it. Like, you're actually pretty lame. It was pretty funny. <laughs> and just starts laughing at him. And is like, so I can either uh, I'm a goddess of water. I can either uh, I can I can either send you to this other world where it's like a game, you know, you have to get skills level up or I can uh, grant you like one wish or something like that. And he goes, all right, fine. Because you laughed at me. My wish is that you are going to follow me into that world and be my partner. Uh, and she's just like, is completely dumbstruck by it. Cause she loses like all of her magical powers. Oh, damn. Oh, and then, that's not uh, good. It, I got to put it on the watch list. They have to like, it's it's the same deal, like you know, gather a party, go out and hunt monsters, gather money, all that kind of stuff. And um, it's him who becomes a thief. Uh, her, the goddess, which is uh, becomes a, a like a sorceress, um, and a, like a cleric almost. Um, another girl that becomes a like a, an explosion magic sorceress, but hmm. she can only do one explosion spell and then she faints. Wow. Useless. <laughs> Absolutely useless. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the biggest explosion you've ever seen. Hmm. And then another one that is uh, a paladin, but she's a masochist. Oh, love that. So, so she, she's just like in the front getting hit by all the enemies. Like, no, don't look at me. Don't hit me. I hope they're looking. And that's exactly what she was. <laughs> it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and I, I went to go put it on my watch list, and it's already on my watch list because I share my crunchy roll with my little brother, and uh, he likes to he likes to just put everything on there. Apparently, he actually watched this one because all the episodes are already watched. So I'm gonna have to check it out. But. It's funny. The one that I refer to is not an isekai. It's just nope. a slice of life. And it's called Rent a Girlfriend. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. <sighs> just, and I bitched it just so we could talk about it on this show. And boy. <laughs> boy, do I have some feels. I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a bad anime. No, it's not. not the protagonist is just awful. It's just the weakest simp boy to have ever existed. <laughs> so like, based, if he's not crying once an episode about how much he still oh, loves his ex-girlfriend, man. then it's not, the it's same, not an episode. So basically, and I, I text this to Cody as soon as I started watching the show. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Basically, he was with this. He's a 20 year old college student. So he's not really a shut in. Um, no. He has friends. Did, he has. Did a you finish life. this? 
this one, yeah. by the way. Okay. I did. Um, he has friends. He has a social life. Uh, but apparently he has no luck with the women. Um, it's so not even did... necessarily he had no luck. It's just that he had recently gone through a breakup yeah. with like his, his first very, girlfriend. His first girlfriend. They were only together for a month. Um, and he's a twenty-year-old virgin, which the Japanese love making fun of virgins. Mm-hmm. Um, and within thirty seconds of the show being on, instead of him just like you know chilling out, cooling, trying to get through this heartbreak, this man sees a <laughs> an ad for this app called Diamond, where basically <laughs> you hire an escort <laughs> to be your girlfriend yeah. for the day. <laughs> <laughs> a PG-13 escort and a PG-13 escort she does none of the frills just all of the you know romantic stuff and he loses he loses it immediately oh man As, immediately right at the end of the day the first date just goes off the deep end <laughs> for no reason for absolutely <laughs> zero reason like starts getting mad at her for doing her job. And then he has the nerve <laughs> <laughs> to introduce this poor lady to his grandmother who's in the hospital. And then the rest of the show is them trying to figure out how to keep this farce of a relationship up together. Now, here's the kicker for me. <laughs> The number of opportunities he had to get out of the situation. Oh, man. Were immense. This. Uh, immense. Any time that he was talking to somebody else, he could have easily just been. Oh, yeah, no, like I'm just down to my luck. So rent a girlfriend. He could have said that he could have. Or he could have dead at the lie and just was like, you know, we broke up. There were plenty, so yeah. many opportunities for him to let this go. But as I'm sure you all can guess, the idiot ends up falling in love with, I just for lack of a better term, the escort. And then gets into a tizzy over that. And hmm. then, ugh, I don't I'm sure y'all are not going to watch the show. It's okay. But <laughs> so that's I'm, for the best. I'm, I'm spoiling all of it to save you the agony because you're going to want to punch your screen. This man ends up with someone who wants to be his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, the heart wants what the heart wants, basically. Which, to and be fair, is not a bad thing. Yeah, but, but also, he also so, like leads her on. Yes, but but also the other one is the other the escort is like I really don't have any interest in you. Oh yeah, t- time after time, a- after time after time after time, every every chance that he has to end it, she takes that opportunity to be like, I don't like you. I'm only <laughs> doing this because it's my job. I am getting paid for this. Please. Here's and the check, by the way. The greatest part about this show, though, is that there is a strong woman protagonist. Like, she is very headstrong. She is very dominant. She is very clear and concise in her 
and her actions and her thoughts and her processes. Like she is awesome. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. His grandma too. It just rips into him oh, all the time man. about how awful he is and how, how he's never going to get a, a girlfriend and how she was worried the entire time that he's going to die alone and going to ruin the family name. And I was like, yep. at this point, he deserves to because he is an absolute garbage fire. The worst part about the show, though, is that he's one of those guys that at every turn, he's crying in front of these women uh-huh. to elicit pity. And it's That's, like that was my big thing was like you like you want to feel bad for him. You do. You but do. every time that he cries, it's it's almost like he's doing it purely to get something and get some sort of emotion out of the women mm-hmm. and that he's like i don't want to not gaslighting but like it feels a lot like gaslighting yeah i, I know that there's another word for it it feels like when emotional it's like, manipulation yeah <laughs> and now don't get me wrong yes men do cry yes men do feel emotions yes we are capable of those things but the manner in which he's doing it in the show is so egregious you can you can have that emotion and feel it and cry but if you're going to do that and he like he almost says every time that it's wrong for him to be doing that mm-hmm. because of you- when he's doing he's doing it out in public like uh-huh. making a scene in front of everybody yep. to get some sort of pity out of the escort. And like, he'll just like constantly like neg himself and, and just constantly say like, Oh, I know that, you know, you're only doing this cause it's your job and it's the money. And I'm a terrible person. I don't deserve, you don't deserve to deal with this. Like, I'm just, uh, I'm sorry. That's and probably like, the most used line out the entire show. And then continues to do it and, and still doesn't break it off. <laughs> like, now if you're going to do that, break it off. Now, we could say that she's also an idiot because, you know, she's going along with it. But yeah. she's making money. Um, making bank. That's the difference. He He's spending all of his money. She's still making money. So she has an incentive to keep this going. He has zero incentive for this. Well, uh, then, like, I don't, she even says, like, her incentive isn't, like, to take his money her incentive is to like help him through a tough time because that's what rent a girlfriends do right apparently but also i think she was but i feel like that was also out of pity like oh yeah because everybody else as we saw later in the show who were with that was with the program was like no it's not (laughs) my job is to make money (laughs) so uh so yeah that that's rent a girlfriend it's a it's a weird like Ugh. the crazy part about the show is that they I think they intend for you to like the guy because he does in the show do some things that like would make you like a person like he saves her when she falls off a boat he you know helps this girl like protects her when she's falling down some stairs and like cool but all the emotional manipulation and, you know, constantly it's, like, I'm trash, but I'm going to keep doing my trash things. It's like, well, I don't like you now. 
they throw like three episodes of trash in and then at the end of the third one they're like oh by the way he's gonna save this person <laughs> he's gonna help this person he's he's actually he's, he's he actually is okay it's like no he's not he's still trash he has not done enough good to make up for the trash that he's done to these people so yeah that was that was that um and I usually don't well, I don't usually watch ones like that often. Those are usually my breaks from when I like yeah. I wanna see like human as things where like people aren't fighting all the time. Um but I also That's don't why have... I, cause I watched that one after I watched uh My Dress Up Darling, which is another slice of life uh about like cosplay. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, that one is actually really good. I liked that one. And that's why I watched rent a girlfriend. Cause I was like getting tired of the isekais and the shonens. Mm-hmm. And like, I just want like after a while, all the isekais are kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the shonens kind of, uh, kind of get the same vibe. Yep. Um, so I just wanted something different. And, uh, my dress up darling was actually, I actually really liked that one. Um, the guy, the main protagonist is again, like a shut in mm-hmm. but not like uh, not in a in a bad way necessarily like he focused on his passion which was i uh, forget what kind of dolls they are but japanese painted dolls mm. um he wanted to focus on that because his grandpa does it and does it really well um and then meets a popular girl at high school who's turns out to be into cosplay and they start he starts making uh, her cosplays for her. And then they like fall in love, but like can't admit that they're in love and, mm. and all that stuff. It leaves it open yeah. for a second season, but that yeah, was actually they, pretty good. They, they love that, that trope of the two star cross lovers. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so that was, the lifestyle ones that I usually end up watching are kind of like, um, they're just kind of pretty chill, you know? Um, one of my other favorite ones is, uh, uh, the piano in the forest. Um, basically this music teacher or music, he was like a music, like genius had this piano. Um, but he fell out of love with it. He couldn't hear the sounds anymore. So he discarded the piano in the forest and this little boy finds it while he's out playing. And he gets the piano to make sound again. And then it follows the trajectory of him and his best friend, like going into piano competitions and uh, how they become like prodigies and stuff. And it's this pretty like it gives you the same adrenaline rush as like if you've ever competed in sports because you know what it feels like to compete. But it's also like it's pretty chill because it's just like they're playing they're playing piano <laughs> that's a really cool concept yeah um I've, so because i've heard um i like a lot of different types of music and so like i like i've tried to get a little bit more into like the piano or the classical music mm-hmm. um have you i don't know if you have but if you have you watched talked op destiny no it's um uh not i don't want to say post-apocalyptic but kind of um like these uh 
this asteroid came down, crashed into Earth, uh, and they got these like crystals from it um, all over the world that could like unlock uh, like fighting potential through music. Hmm. Um, and there were these special people called music arts that uh, could, would do the fighting and then their maestros would conduct them and like train them and, and feel all the pain and all that stuff and kind of like help them direct their fighting. Hmm. Um, and then a, another meteor crashed down and a bunch of uh, aliens came out like crystal aliens came out and and started fighting and attacking any music and any sound that was taking place. Hmm. Um, And so this, uh, this guy, I forget his name. It's been a while since I watched it, but um, he was, uh, his dad was a pianist, Mm -hmm. very famous, very good pianist and uh, died in an attack from the aliens um, during a big, uh, orchestra and concerto and all that. Um, and so like the entire world and all the cities shut down music. Music could not be played anywhere outside because it would attract the aliens. Um, and he finds one of the stones and like the entire time that it's been shut down, he's just been practicing piano in a garage for, I don't know, like 18 years or something. Oh, wow. Okay. So um, he wants to bring music back out into the world. Hmm. Like he's like, you know, it's a it's a it's a real shame that like we can't play music. We're supposed to be able to play music whenever, wherever Um, we shouldn't let anything stop us. And so he grabs one of these stones and becomes a maestro. Hmm. And so like his whole his whole sound is piano based Hmm. and uh it's it's really cool they add um they add music to fit the fighting styles of each person hmm that's pretty cool it's a good one yeah share it with me and i'll add it to my watch list Mm -hmm. yeah i that's the cool thing about anime in general is that there's so many and there's so different many like different Mm -hmm. kinds and different like yeah once you start watching too many shonen it starts getting real you know redundant um but the good thing about some of the new stuff i was that they've they also understand that it started to get redundant and so they're trying to do things to subvert that god wow yeah Definitely Crunchyroll bought Funimation because Dragon Ball is on Crunchyroll now, which is not a thing before. Um, so yeah, like if somebody is like, oh, I don't even know where to start, I would say start on the if you're more into action stuff, start on the Jonah on the Shonen stuff and start with like I would start more recent than past. So, like, yep. Don't don't like jump into you you Hakusho just because the art is going to throw you off, um, because it's older and it's not as crisp. So I would say start newer, maybe. Um, 
some good ones to start with, like Hunter Hunter. Um, that one's pretty easy going when it in the beginning. It gets a little bit more intense towards the the last season that came out or you know you can jump into naruto but that's a that's a marriage um and maybe start off with something you know with less seasons <laughs> yeah don't uh, don't attack one piece head on if you're just jumping into oh the god game. no <laughs> if that's gonna take all of your time and throw you off real quick yeah, you're going to because the art goes through like 15 different styles because the show has been on for 30 years. So and I'm not exaggerating. The show has been on for 30 years, over a thousand episodes. So I remember um, that popping up on. um Toonami and Adult Swim late at mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Also, it came on on WB Kids 20. That was a, a channel. In Michigan. One piece was on WD was on wb kids uh-huh i remember watching that my grandmother would only let me watch cartoons when they came on on saturday mornings i'm pretty sure it was and that was one of the ones that was on the list because i remember when i was we started watching started watching i started watching it over quarantine um i was like why does this intro feel so familiar <laughs> and i was like <gasps> and it just just threw me all the way back. I was watching that because it came on with that Yu-Gi-Oh, which I didn't know was an anime at the time. Winx mm-hmm. Club, uh, Bratz, um, Shaolin Showdown. Like, that was a good one. That was such a good show. And it just came on all during that same like few hours of time. Mm-hmm. Batman and, Beyond. Mm-hmm. So I just that was my block, and then everything else was the rest of the day was news, soaps, <laughs> and whatever. Daytime television, Ugh, trash. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, but no, one piece used to come on during that, and I had it just threw my brain back all the way there. So I've been watching anime for a long time and just not realizing it. And you know, I only really watch sub now but back in the day i watched dubbed because i had no choice (laughs) um some of the dubs are are really good and really funny yeah the dubs for me like i only watch the dubs for the stuff that um i'm just i have nostalgia for so like dragon ball z i have to watch it dubbed nostalgia but also kakarot's voice and the japanese is so freaking high yeah, I just cannot. That's the same thing. Same thing with Naruto. Actually, I tried to to I started to watch uh, Naruto again a few years back, and I wanted to do the um, the subbed version mm-hmm. just to try to get like what they wanted Naruto to sound like. Yeah, and between that and the dub version, it's close, but it's a lot higher pitched in the sub version. Oh yeah, it's because Naruto is voiced by a woman. Um and i don't know what it is about japanese but they speak in a they tend to speak in a higher resonance um and so yeah i had heard something recent uh, a bit ago that like whether it's um like any asian or any um latin language tends to speak in a higher pitch than English. Hmm. 
Yeah, I guess that would make sense with like where the placement of the syllables and things are, and that might change, yeah. you know, your tonal range or how you do it. Because I know in, say, like uh, Chinese, they have like a few different tones. And so mm-hmm. if you say something, you can say the same word, but in, if you say it in a different tone, it means something completely different. Um, so maybe it's something along those lines. I'm not. It's the different inflection points and all that stuff. And yeah, there's there's one anime i may have told you about it before uh you have to watch it dubbed it's called ghost stories ghost stories it's on crunchyroll it's one season it's got hold on let me let me find it it's only got like 13 episodes oh i think you sent me a tiktok about this it was like run like you're being chased like a black man it is ridiculous. <laughs> it was like, well, at least we know he's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's there's 20 episodes, and it like it just gets worse with every episode because like what happened was, uh, as they were starting to dub it, um, it did so poorly over in Japan that uh, the company that created it would not give the uh the dubbing company uh the rights to the to Mm. the script so they had to just make up whatever they could (laughs) and it is so ridiculous oh man it's absolutely worth the watch you you will be cracking up yeah you sent you sent me a tiktok about it i was like what even is this because i first thought it was (laughs) i thought it was like uh the show or something because it's in that same art style it's an older um, one, like nineties, yeah. probably. Yeah, but uh... you would think that, like, with how like out there the lines are, you'd think it would be one of those uh, bad lip reading dubs on YouTube <laughs> over a show, and it's it's not. It's the official dub. That's hilarious. Yeah, I have to check it out. But yeah, most of yeah most of the stuff I would watch dub just like. Well, I never watched Naruto dubbed, so when I started it, I started it in the in sub, so I just watched, you know, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of episodes, because once you get to Shippuden, there's like 600-something episodes, so it's like, I think that one's mm-hmm. close to 1,000 episodes between Naruto and Shippuden, and then I watched Bleach subbed. I went home, and somebody somewhere... I think it was actually on Toonami or something, but Bleach was on and it was dubbed. And I was like, I want to break this TV. This does not sound good to me. <laughs> it <laughs> was also, probably Toonami because yeah. that Inuyasha would show up on Toonami all the time. I uh, and Death I, Note. Yeah, I watched. Bleach has 366 episodes. I've watched that in completion four times. So I have a very strong attachment to that show. It's actually my favorite anime. So hearing it in a dub just just, <laughs> just was not it for me. It was... <laughs> uh, I was not happy about it. But like Digimon, when I go back and watch the original Digimon, I have to watch it in dub because that's how I remember it. Um, also... I am more Digimon than Pokemon. Um, 
No, really? I have I have more I have both at the same time. Um like the, the Digimon movie and like some of the Pokemon movies, but I am way way more Digimon than Pokemon. I think I think Pokemon is bigger than Digimon just because it kept going. Yeah. And and there's so many games and movies about it like digimon they they've started to add some new stuff to digimon mm-hmm. recently yep but it was a long hiatus yeah there was a break. and there was like early 2000s 90s uh there were a couple games a couple big movies and then it just stopped yeah there's like so many there's a bunch of different like spinoffs now that i saw yeah and then it did like a 20 year 20 year anniversary edition or something. Um, I watched that. The art on it was really good. The storyline wasn't fantastic, but, um, but no, I was always more Digimon than Pokemon. And I never knew why. Um, I think it's cause I always kind of like, I don't know. I led more towards tech and it was techy and it was more interesting. And um, the Digimon were more interesting than the Pokemon. And then somebody posted TikTok the other day was like, Digimon is superior to Pokemon because in Digimon they're your friends and they want to fight for you. In Pokemon, you're an over glorified dog fighter. <laughs> it was like, but, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In a sense, the the truth no one wants to hear or talk about. Yeah, Pikachu was like, I'm not going in the cage. That's why he was more friendly. <laughs> Ash didn't have a choice. The the theories surrounding Pokemon, though, are pretty, like, I don't, not necessarily wild, but, like, they all, because he's, like, consistently 10 years old in every season, uh, even though he's just traveled the world and still has, has only become the uh, Pokemon League champion once uh, in 20 years. Um, but people think that when he got shocked uh, in that first episode by Pikachu, he's actually, he actually died. And then it's huh. all like in his head. And that's huh. why he's, that's why he's still 10. Those are some of my favorite like theories and hypotheses. Like one of my favorite ones is Ed, Ed and Eddie. And they're saying that the theory is that all the kids in the Coder sack are actually dead and they're mm-hmm. in different levels of purgatory and that they all died at different times. So they all represent mm-hmm. a different time era in America. Uh, I thought that one was really interesting. They broke it down character by character, what time frame that they would be from. And like what uh, they died from. And it all has to do with like their personality. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was super interesting. Um, and then like one that made sense was that courage, the cowardly dog actually wasn't scary. It was just that we're watching the show from the dog's perspective. Mm. And so everything seems scary to the dog. And so why wouldn't it, if we're watching it from his perspective, why wouldn't it be scary? You know, like, huh? Well, yeah, that makes more sense. And that it makes like, it, it does make sense. Yeah. So there's the only thing that one, it, it does make a lot of sense. Uh, but the creator has come out and said that that show was based off of um, reports from a family that did live in 
the middle of nowhere in Nevada and kept hmm. seeing strange stuff. Huh. And like it, all the stories that they told were like written down report. And that's what he based the show off of. Mm. Okay. Well, I did. Yeah. I did see like a picture floating around a while ago, like this house that was like surrounded by trees that you couldn't really see anything or like a house that looked kind of like the one in uh Kirsch Collie dog. That was like in the middle of nowhere. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, I like I like hearing like the. That's one thing about like anime. You don't have to worry about what the backstory is because they're gonna tell you. Um, oh man, <laughs> they will go through great lengths to tell you where all of this is coming from. Um, Sometimes in every episode. Yeah, you'll get a flashback. You'll get some. It's like consistent epilogue, like through line for the show. Um, but American cartoons, not so much. Sometimes they just leave you up to your wonderment, and you're just like, why is this like this? And you're just like, mm-hmm. And then people come out with <laughs> theories, and then eventually... Uh, you gotta know the deep lore behind American cartoons. Yeah, and then eventually the creators come out like, nah, that's not really what I was thinking, but <laughs> good for you. Uh, <laughs> um... And that's how you build emotional attachments to things. And, uh, you know, you have an emotional response to certain things because you have to formulate your own opinion around them. And that's going to lead us into our next part, which is the difference between having emotions and dealing with your emotions and feelings versus how you deal with your reactions to things. Um, this is something that's been kind of brewing on my brain for a little bit um, because I've been listening to these podcasts and I didn't really want to talk about it on the show because it's a dead horse. Um, but the whole Will Smith smacking Chris Rock thing, um, mm-hmm. if you've been living deep, 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 deep under a rock. Um, well, are, well, are the are the Oscars like a uh, worldwide thing are they shown it worldwide no it's more of a domestic thing but the memes are worldwide so yeah true <laughs> like at, you, at this point everything is worldwide yeah as soon as it hits you know the interwebs it is it's international so um but to fill you in yeah will smith smacked the dog shit out of chris rock at the oscars because he made a joke about his wife who had alopecia who was bald and there's been all this different outcry and different opinions about it. Um, but I'm not talking about the actual hit itself. Um, I'm more responding to the this discussion I've been hearing about how, you know, you have feelings, but you don't need to act on your feelings and emotions are basically like emotions are kind of like useless. You need, you yes, you need to have them, but you need to kind of like disregard them in a way. Um, and I don't agree We're, with that sentiment. Millennials are masters at hearing uh, your emotions don't matter. That's not how you deal with it. Yeah. Um, and so from my point of view, um, especially speaking from like the black male point of view is that emotions are a key part to growth. 
and being able to feel your emotions fully is a is a key part to becoming a better human and uh, a key part to becoming what's known as like a good man, like being able to fully express yourself and express and feel your emotions is super, super important. And to me, emotions are not, some emotions are not premeditated. Some emotions are stimulated and -hmm. they are elicited out of somebody and they're spontaneous. And how you deal with those emotions and it has yeah there has to be a different conversation between how you deal with your emotions and like your reaction to something versus like saying you need to stunt your emotions um and so like could have could will smith have gone about that differently yes have we seen will smith go about those type of things differently Yes. So in that yeah, he's moment, like he's like the the I don't want to say pinnacle, but like he's he's been pretty high up in the standards his entire career. Mm-hmm. Especially for uh a per uh, a black actor. Mm-hmm. He's he's been like he's always been one of the top dogs of like how to handle himself and all that stuff. Yeah. And so, so my thought behind it is that, okay, could he have reacted differently? Yes. Was his reaction based off of emotion? More than likely. Do we discount his feelings? No. No. Um... Because if we continue to do that, we continue to have these sort of situations. Because what's going to happen is that people are going to see that when you are feeling something, it is okay for them to tell you not to feel things. And then you're going to suppress them. And then you're going to become a hot bottle of lava just waiting to explode. Mm-hmm. And Will Smith has actually been, you know, the butt of a joke for a number of years at this point. And so, and that's because of the suppression of his feelings and emotions for dealing with stuff. He was publicly open about something Mm -hmm. and then people memified him and made fun of him. Instantly. Instantly with him being vulnerable and then y'all go, oh my God, why would he do this? That right there is why he would do that because he tried to be vulnerable. He tried to feel his emotions fully and y'all made fun of it. So now he has to rebottle all of that stuff he was so carefully trying to let out. And then he came into this explosive moment on a grand stage. And even then, like, even, yeah, it was a hard slap, but that was still restrained mild compared yeah, to what that was he could very have done. that was very mild yeah and that was the other thing that like even if we're going to say that was an emotional response okay it was still a tempered one 
And so that's what I mean. Like the other half of it is like, how do you react to what emotions and feelings that you're feeling? Like most people would still would not have the wherewithal to do an open hand smack when they're upset. Most people, when they're upset, they ball that fist up and they try to take your jaw off. Like that's that's still like why he gets some defense for me because he could have just beat that man down on stage if he was if he was really feeling that deeply about that he felt like he got up, but he still tempered his his response to that, and I feel like. There's not enough credit given to that. Um, and it's just, I don't know. Like the. Yes, you have to be careful about how you react to things, but it's also not fair to discount somebody else's feeling like two things can be true at the same time. Yeah, you are allowed to feel however you feel. And half the time you can't necessarily control how you feel in a split second. Mm-hmm. Like it you're going if obviously if something upsets you you're going to feel upset mm-hmm. and yeah sometimes you have that opportunity to think about how to react to that but i mean like you said if you get upset enough or if you've bottled things up for too long and then get upset you, you don't have the chance to think to react you're just going to react right so i that's just my big takeaway is that it is okay to feel. It is okay to have emotions. It is okay to express those emotions. And it is okay to, you know, if your feelings are hurt, say that your feelings are hurt. It is okay to, if you're feeling happy, feel happy. There's no reason to stunt yourself by thinking that emotions are bad because if they were, there would be no reason for us to have them. Um, feel fill them out completely and then if you have the opportunity to temper your reaction to said emotions do that but also don't beat yourself up if you have some type of spontaneous you know reaction to a stimulus because that happens as well you got to grow from it you got to do better from it and if it's if it's a negative, you know, reaction to it, but don't try to train yourself to be, you know, this always positive person because what that does is just suppress the negative, and then comes out in some type of varied, you know, wild reaction at different times. So, just as I always say, be kind to yourself. Do you think? Do you think the reaction to him would have been any different or any better if he had just waited and then after the show, like made a comment in an interview, like, hey, I did not like what he did. Like, I wanted to slap the the hell out of him. Mm -hmm. Do you you think that do you think that would have garnished or garnered a better response from the public? Or do you think that people would just been like, yeah, he's just whining. He's a baby. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I've been hearing a lot of arguments. It's like, hey, he should have just took him to the side and had a conversation with him backstage. But sometimes 
a public disrespect has to be dealt with publicly. Yeah. Am I and am I apologize to publicly? Yeah. Like and that's another thing. Like I listen to a lot of comedians and like one group of comedians was saying like he shouldn't have done that because it's gonna give license to people to start bum rushing stages every time they don't hear something that they like. And but another group of comedians were saying we take this risk every time we go on stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there have been multiple occasions where stages have been rushed because a comedian went too far and the person did not like that and they came up there to do something about it. So my thought process is that especially if we're talking about comedy because I I am a big fan of comedy. I love comedy. I love stand up. I love watch, listening to like comedy podcasts and stuff. But one key thing that I take away that most comedians say is that my job is not to offend. My job is to make people laugh. Yeah. And everyone has to be in on the joke or it's not a good time. Right? So obviously Will and Jada were not having a good time and they were the butt of the joke. So Chris Rock felt his job and the response in kind was him getting hit in the face. Yeah. So could it have garnered the same, could have gotten the same thing if he would have went on like when he won and been like hey Chris Rock keep my name's wife keep my wife's name out your mouth people would have ha ha kikied it off um it would have been like oh uh, you know there goes Will Smith being a funny man again um yeah. but it was very clear that he was not joking when he took the time to walk on stage in front of, you know, the nation to smack another man and then went back to his seat and then cursed on a live program where they cannot believe what he says. So, yeah, could it have possibly the likelihood of it seems low being that we saw the response to him being open on a red table talk with Jada before and being memefied. And so it kind of, it probably would have, you know, went the same route, but also when does the internet take anything seriously? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, yeah almost e- never. Immediately after that, there were TikTok skits. Like they were waiting for it. Oh yeah. Like, nobody was watching the Oscars, but not 30 minutes after it happened, there were full bone skits. There were animations. There were like <laughs> the internet does not wait. It is the quickest thing. If you want anything to get disseminated, make sure it immediately gets to the internet because it will in a heartbeat. Um, and so, uh, but I also think like the the intent behind what he was trying to get through everybody kind of understood like hey um yeah he wasn't too happy about that or jada wasn't too happy about that and you know but there were also comedians like saying like chris rock had it coming because that was his thing 
um, like poking fun at people yeah. in the audience, but also he already had beef with Jada before on a public stage. And so, you know, that it was kind of like a, a low, a low blow. Yeah. It was like the joke wasn't great. It was ad libbed. It wasn't scripted. There was no reason for it. Um, and obviously he took the opportunity he was given to punch at someone he didn't like. Yeah. Or like, take a jab at someone that was sitting in the front row because you know they're mm-hmm. they got money so they can afford to sit in the front row so they can take a few yeah. punches on the chin and it's like eh, can you <laughs> well, so, even then, sometimes that depends on the day too yeah and what's going on at the time like you know you can take a, a joke great one day and then a week later you're just having a real off day and someone says the same joke and it sends you over the edge mm-hmm and so them already having like prior, you know, beef and, you know, and then that comment, which wasn't nece- necessary, nor was it funny to, you know, most people who are comedians, they were like, all right, that's just kind of what happened with it. So, um, yeah, the takeaway from that is one, feel your emotions Two, if you can't temper your reactions, do so, but also you know, sometimes you just react in kind and, you know, you just have to reflect on that and figure out how you can do better about it the next time. And three, if you want anything to go in, if you want anything to get to the world fast, put it on the internet. Point um, <laughs> three seconds, it would be disseminated to various parties. And speaking of the internet, Elon Musk, who buddy is trying to take over Twitter hostily apparently um apparently he's paid 40 was it billion am i am i quoting that wrong uh i would not be surprised if it's billion he's got the money yeah as of right now he owns like nine to he owns like nine percent of twitter which is high um Considering that he is not on a board or anything, and he put in a bid to buy Twitter, um, and I think the board is trying to stop that. Um, from what I've read so far, um, but what I really want to talk about is. <laughs> What would it mean for Elon Musk to be a majority shareholder in Twitter? Because just like Donnie, he has um, major Twitter fingers. He, oh, yeah. he, he yeah. That, that's his platform. Um, <laughs> Some of it is like. I forgot what it what was happening. It was this was a couple of years ago, but like people were watching him and like what he was tweeting. Like mm-hmm. they were looking for something. And so he just started tweeting out the most random stuff at any given moment <laughs> just to mess with them. Yeah. Um I think one of those times was um when he was talking about the IPO for Tesla. Um, 
and that that share that you know going public and stuff and he was putting stuff on his twitter about that and they were like you cannot do this the fcc was like bro stop tweeting like Mm -hmm. (laughs) you gotta cut this out and he was just saying all this like making all these outlandish claims and blase blase and they were like you have to stop he literally was changing like the stock market through these tweets um and he did the same thing with crypto with dogecoin um when he like bought a bunch of it and then dumped it and like he changed the whole and that was supposed to be a meme and he like made it a real thing because he actually invested in it and got people to invest in it. And I like not him saying actually he might at one point said go buy Dogecoin, but like probably, (laughs) but like by him being so influential, he actually changed the market. Um, And then it ultimately crashed because he put all his money out of it. But like that's a lot of power to be moving like financial institutions via tweets. Um but the crazy part about Elon is that he's terrible at public speech. Like Oh, it's just awful. I've tried to watch so many Tesla launches about new products and stuff that come out, and he is the worst public speaker. CEO that I've seen on stage like it is terrible but yeah so he's just like he's a super weird dude he's super odd I'm pretty sure I I don't I'm not putting anything on him but I feel like he's somewhere on the autism spectrum and he doesn't have great stage presence (laughs) no it's like it's like he goes up there to wing it, but his thoughts just the train never got on the tracks. Like it's still he just like throws things out there and sees what sticks. Yeah. And you know, it's like it's incoherent. There's a lot of pauses. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know where you're going. I don't know the point of this. But people eat it up. They eat it up. And then on Twitter, you know, you get a chance to be concise and clear because, you know, you're typing stuff. But for someone who has such poor public speaking skills, he really can change a lot. And I think him owning Twitter would be weird. Yeah. And I'm not sure in what way, but it would just be weird. Like... What what would Elon must be bringing to Twitter as the majority shareholder? I I don't know <laughs> if you would. I don't know if you would really be bringing anything. That's the to like it. why <laughs> why is this even a thing? Because he can because he has I think, the ultimate amount of disposable income. Like what what purpose does this serve? I think part of it is that like. I think people were trying to censor him and then also with Trump being banned from everything and having to make his own social platform that also crashed um, beside the point. 
Uh, but I think part of it is like he's gotten so big and so used to saying anything that will get a bunch of people following him and riled up mm-hmm. that be- as soon as he was censored for a couple things, he's just like, nope, nope. I got the money. I'm, I'm going to buy this. <laughs> I'm going to buy this person out like I'm Bruce Wayne. Uh, and I am not going to be censored anymore because I have the money to not be censored. Which is like the ultimate flex, but also, bro, like in world hunger. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Like all the people that are that are worried about like spending money to not be censored or to like not have to do something. They they have the money just end world hunger. Like, bro, it says he was trying to pay pay them fifty four dollars per share. Like, what? Like, he had a tweet four hours ago that says a social media platform's policies are good if the most extreme ten percent on left and right are equally unhappy. Like, okay. So he wants like just moderate everything. Yes. Which is not good. In the sense, you don't get anything done if you're moderate. But also in the sense that we need to see what those sides are saying. Yeah, because we need to keep tabs on them. (laughs) That's why you keep following that ignorant person from high school who keeps spewing all the racist shit. You need to know what that side's thinking so that when they. When stuff starts boiling, you're like, "Mm, I know what they're plotting. I need to know what I need to do to get away from that. Like, we still need to know what that side is thinking and what they're doing. Not because it's entertaining, not because it's good for the world, but because we need to keep tabs on them. Gotta, gotta, uh, rather the snake you know than the snake you don't. (laughs) Type situation. Yeah, like, ah. I see I see something brewing over there. How do we put a stop to that? How do we infiltrate that and kill that before it becomes a real thing? Like, that's why you still leave those entities up so that you can monitor them. Like, kicking Trump off of Twitter was fantastic because that was also changing, like, world policy. Like, you're getting in beefs with people, international world leaders on Twitter. Like, dog. <laughs> Just Twitter fights with North Korea? What are you doing? <laughs> no, no, he wasn't having Twitter fights with North Korea. He was sending love letters because he loved him and Kim Jong-un That's true. were him, Kim Jong-un and Vladimir Putin, a threesome yeah. no one ever yeah. wanted to see. Like, like a worse version of the human centipede oh my god it was just no that was not no not the love affair anyone ever wanted or needed asked for any of it like but he's beefing with nato like what what <laughs> started beefing with the all UN. of our all of our uh allies right like what are you doing <laughs> over twitter so it's just like it's not even it's not even like good beefing either it's literally like no i got big hands no you're a doo-doo head and <laughs> like it 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 never was like oh yeah well here's the stats for me 
it's it was always just no i have a big house i do x <laughs> y and z <laughs> i'm the best yeah. like, i'm the best i ever was it's like you're the worst at everything um but speaking of like i don't like talking about him but i was over at my ohio family's house and you know they're older so they keep the news on um and trump is still in the news cycle i'm like wait a second we're he's one he should be in a hole hiding somewhere because the amount of like fraud cases and stuff that's against him why how are you making public appearances and statements on things sir you should be hidden somewhere he gets his money to fight those battles is from his supporters yeah one of the things was like people (laughs) the funniest part of his campaign was that people would sign up for a one thinking they were signing up for a one-time donation and didn't yep. read the fine print and didn't unclick the one little box and it was just getting taken out of their, <laughs> their accounts monthly and it was under like you're under fire for campaign fraud my dude like it was a lot of money monthly it was too. a lot like a i think it was amount. like i want to say it was whatever you donated that first time would also be taken out monthly like what? Like, like why are you still talking? But he was making comments on something. I don't even remember what it was. But I was just like, "What?" He he goes back and forth too on like on like an hour to hour basis. Oh, absolutely. Like even with like Ukraine and and the invasion of Ukraine and all that stuff. Like at first, like him and all of. Fox News with Tucker Carlson and all of them were saying, no, it's definitely Ukraine's fault. Like, it's, you know, it's A, it was always their land, and B, like, you know, they had nukes pointed at Russia, even though Ukraine had been denuclearized in the 90s. Right. Um, And then just I, I want to say, like, early last week, he was, like, quote-unquote under fire for saying that uh russia invaded ukraine (laughs) the newscaster said something really interesting it was that like people bought into trump as a brand Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so whenever the brand whenever trump sways away from the brand then even his own supporters don't support him. So like that happened with like the COVID vaccine when he was like, I'm yep. not taking a vaccine. I don't need it. Then he got COVID and then he was like, take the vaccine. And all his supporters were like, bro, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> and then he backtracked and went back to not wanting the vaccine. Yeah, because he lost a bunch of supporters because they were supporting the brand of Trump, not Trump the person. And it's just like uh, they're still sir. doing it, sir, sir, sir. Yeah, the fact that when we, Cody invited us out to a a food tasting for his reception because <laughs> he's a lovely human being and he knows we love free food over here. Oh, who um, doesn't? We were in. <laughs> we were going out to the middle of nowhere, and I was like, "I think Cody set us up." Uh, <laughs> I would never. Cody sent us to a <laughs> death trap in the middle of, of nowhere, Ohio. You start uh, thinking back, what did I do to him? <laughs> and then I realized, what could I have possibly done? 
I was thinking, I was driving. I was like, you know what? This looks like the rest of Ohio, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just farmland as far as the eye can see. This is most of Ohio. Um, but we were driving, and my partner was like, mm, look at that, a Trump 2024 sign. <laughs> I was like, like, you people are holding out hope for what? Uh, my, my biggest thing, I really want, like, I really wanted him to be impeached and to to be convicted of it and to not be acquitted purely so then he couldn't run again in 2024 yeah because i know he's going to and they are going to come back with oh, a force yeah. and unfortunately probably win the crazy thing to me is why like, why would you even like? I understand why he would want to because he likes being a center of attention. Um, but being a president or the leader of a country is one of the worst jobs you could possibly have. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of scrutiny that you're under, unless you're like the queen, because she ain't got to do shit for real, because uh, they got parliament. <laughs> but <laughs> she's a free ride. She chill it. She is out here living her best life with all her matching sets. Um, but, like, as a world leader anywhere else, the amount of work you have to do. And he already knew he was underqualified to do it. Why would you want to put yeah. yourself through that stress again? I mean, he's come out and it not necessarily come out and said it, but, like, a lot of tapes have been uncovered and stuff where he has said, like, oh, yeah, this is not at all what I thought this job was going to be. <laughs> Yeah. Like it is just like tape after tape and recorded call after recorded call of like everything that he said out in public of like things not being a big deal in private. He's like, oh, no, this is a giant deal. This is he. Like, no, this deal. is this is going to ruin things. This <laughs> is like, why would you want to put yourself through that? Like. It's crazy, like, growing up, you're like, oh, they're, the dream they sell you is that you can be anything. You can even be the president. Now you're like, no. <laughs> like, never, never tell a child that. Never, <laughs> never put it's, that on somebody. <laughs> it's so like, funny because, like, living in Ohio, uh, obviously, like, I, I am a left-wing Democrat, which, you know, take that how you will. But, mm-hmm. um living in Ohio now and working where I work, which is very right wing, very conservative. Mm -hmm. Um, Hearing the parallels between what the left are saying about anyone on the right and what the right is saying about anyone on the left, we are saying the exact same thing with opposite meanings. Mm -hmm. Like, um as soon as biden got elected everyone at work was like was sharing memes about oh well they said anybody could be a president and now look who we have as president it's like well yeah we just said that four years ago when trump got (laughs) elected you're you're behind the curve here bud but also the the crazy thing is that one was actually technically more qualified than the other and that's why it doesn't make any sense like the the argument is different. The the one of the biggest arguments I keep hearing 
uh, almost every day at work that I just ignore uh, is that he is that Biden's old and he can't form coherent sentences. A, everybody in the last three elections was older than dirt. <laughs> they were all like 65 plus. Mm. They're all in the, they were all in the same high school at some point if they went to the same high school. Right. Like they're all within that age range that they would have been in the same high school. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, he, he has a speech impediment. He's worked on it his entire life. Yeah, sometimes he does drone on and he has weird pauses and all that stuff. But like, that's no different from what was happening with Trump. Yeah, he's younger. Speeches. He's technically yeah. younger. <laughs> yeah. He's technically quote unquote educated. Yeah. Not not a no according to the people who actually went to the college, but according to him. So Yeah. Oh the best college. <laughs> he was the best student, top of his class. Um Yeah, and the they yeah, they try to make the, the same arguments that the left made, but also with less evidence. Like their source yeah. material was trash. Like <laughs> well he's well he's old and he doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, yeah, so was y'all's. But the difference is this one also was already in politics. He also was in the cabinet. He's also seen right. how all of this is run. Like, he's already done right. the thing. He, he has experience. <laughs> he he did the thing already. Versus what we were saying on your side, he didn't do the thing. The other, other also thing is that we have no fanaticism about Biden on this side. Like, no. <laughs> no, we don't t- like him either. We saw a TikTok. I saw a TikTok. This white lady. Well, they banned my other TikTok. I wonder how long it's going to take for the liberals to see this. But where's your where's your Biden merch? Where's your Biden hat? I'm sure he's really sad that you guys don't have any merch with his slogans on it. And I'm like, and everybody who replied and stitched it was like, because we don't need merch for your politicians. No, they're not a brand. They're a person. <laughs> We're not they're... putting them on a pedestal. They're not like the best thing to happen. That's like Popeyes put in my like. If I work for Popeyes, that's like Popeyes put in my name on. We hired yeah. that fool. Like yeah. it, he's working for us. Why am I wearing his name on me? That doesn't make any sense. Like the. And that's that's where the the difference in mentality is. It's like we're not deifying this person because they are human. They will mess up. He's already messed up. We were already oh, yeah. hella skeptical of him before he even got in the office. And we were just like, we just need someone, not that guy. Not the other guy that's running. So <laughs> like that's the difference. It 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 honestly sucks too that like we were forced into the situation of I'm voting for this guy because I don't like that guy more. And that's that's honestly been politics for m- yeah. most of modern history. Yeah. It's it just like I don't know. It it really sucks that every candidate that the majority of people do actually like 
oh, excuse me, and they uh they like their policies and and ideas and all that stuff, they get shafted and mm-hmm. like can't run as the main uh the main ticket holder. Yeah, and that's because you know the RNC and the DNC are all about the money. Yep, because what isn't all about the money, and you know, because I really. I really had a strong, I had really strong feelings about Sanders. Most people our age did, and then my runner-up for that was Andrew Yang. And the crazy part about <laughs> crazy part about that was that his whole his whole stance was that hey, we can give people money. We just just throw money at them, and you know anybody who knows basic economics knows that poor people spend money and so if you give them an extra grand they're not going to hoard it they're going to spend it and that's going to boost the economy if you were like oh no inflation bro we've been in inflation but whatever that's never stopped it's never going to stop because it's not a consumer problem it's a corporate problem it's it's a supplier problem it's because they keep inflating things it's not because we're doing anything different but anyway poor people will spend money and he was just saying you know because they have to they don't have a choice and you just give everybody, you know, an extra grand a month. And they're like, it's not feasible. You can't do that. That's not economics. We go into a pandemic. <laughs> immediately start giving people money. And I just saw videos of Andrew Yang, like with his hands out and shoulders up. Like, I said it could be done. <laughs> like, I, I absolutely said it could be done because I knew it could be done. And everybody told me it could have been done. And I was just <laughs> sitting there like. <sighs> the amount of people that believed that those stimulus checks, too, would also be taxed when they had repeatedly said uh, on like official air and official documents like, no, this is not going to be coming out of your taxes. Yep. You know, and you know, I can sort of understand that because, yeah. you know, it is the United States of America that we live in. True. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, yeah, they, they said it and they said it publicly. So if they go back on that, then you can file a class action lawsuit and then it'll be out of more money. So. No, duh. Uh, but yeah, it's just the state of politics in this country just is dumbfounding and overwhelming. And, you know, the big thing is you got to take money out of politics. We money whenever we come out of politics because people like to have money. Um, and they like making, you know, two, three times their salary because, you know, they put in earmarks and bills and stuff that are not necessary to what the laws they're trying to pass. And they're, you know, lobbied heavily by, you know, corporations, pharmacy, big tech um, mm-hmm. to do things that are not ethical. But they get paid to do it. So they don't care. Um, and they'll continue to do that because they don't give a give a hot damn about their constituents. They are in it for the money. Which is especially with with uh, the age that most uh, government officials are, mm-hmm. they're they're not going to be around long enough to see the what yeah. happens because of what they bought. Yeah, but also you know what? Let's keep making. Excuse me. 
Let's keep making um, medical technology better. Let's. Let's make these fools live to 150 so they can be around to see the consequences of their actions. <laughs> Get them out of office. Assess I think at that limits. point they would I think at that point they would just blame whoever was in office. Like, see, I told you this was gonna happen. Yeah, you're right. Because they like would all like all the all the memes of like things flying off the, of shelves being emptied like this is what's going to happen under socialism it's like, this is what the left wants it's like, sir no. this is currently happening under capitalism right now this is a current picture i don't know what you're saying <laughs> look at this tent city somebody in the comment this is what's going to happen if we have socialism like this is what's happening in our current state of affairs they, sir, they did this not go in new the, york right now and they did not go in the future and take this picture this was taken at 8 45 this morning <laughs> in several cities what are you talking about oh man yeah it's uh, that's in this feeling that I have right now is why I've been out of the news out of the news cycle because as much as I like to be informed as much as I like to you know do my American civil duties and stay up on what's happening in the world. Um, it's exhausting. Uh, yeah. Full Super of circle, exhausting. Full of circle speak. Full of non-committal commitments. <laughs> yeah. I will think about possibly doing that. Like a lot of that. And um, I'm over it. And I've been over it for a while. Uh, I was over it with the impeachment trials. I got even more over it with Biden not canceling any student loans. And then my final straw was the, you know, the confirmation hearings for uh, Judge Kantaji Brown. Because. Yeah, that was another thing. Baby, that's a whole other podcast. Because that (laughs) was dumb and i'll leave it at lindsey graham saying she seems like an excellent person she seems very qualified and very educated my vote is no (laughs) are babies racist (sighs) and then made that book a bestseller because you wanted to be memeified on twitter but yeah do you think do you think that biden is going to hold out to like start trying to cancel or trying harder to cancel student debt when uh, the election cycle comes up? No. No? You don't think he's going to stick with his current plan of like, well, not, it's... Yeah. I'm suspending it. Yeah. I don't think he really cares that much about it. And really what the hope was that he got an office step down and, you know, Kamala would become president. That was really what the hope was for most of us. Uh, <laughs> but no, I don't think that he actually cares that much about it. I feel like it was a political tool necessary for him to get elected because younger people already weren't messing with him. Because as we were saying, yeah. if you want anybody to know anything, put it on the internet. And you know what's on the internet? Biden back in the day calling you know black people super predators and um yep. voting on legislation the, we got receipts yeah the 
you know, war on crime and stuff in the Reagan era. So, uh, and also a lot of black people just felt like he was riding on the coattail of President Obama anyways. Oh, absolutely. So we were like, we don't like you. We just don't like Trump more. So do I believe that he's holding out? No, he might uh, be. Not necessarily like holding out, but like he's going to try to use it again um, in 2024. Oh, try to. He, yes, I feel like he would he, probably. He's, he's going to try to promise it again. Like, uh, sorry, I couldn't do it this time, guys, but. This time around. If you vote for, if you vote for me again, <laughs> I'm going to cancel student debt. Uh, it wouldn't be a smart play, but I wouldn't put it past him. I'm secretly hoping he does not run again is what I'm really hoping. I hope that mm-hmm. we get some fresher faces in and hopefully, you know, we get some people, you know, there's an age limit. I'm pretty sure it's like 45. Um, I think the youngest you can be is 45. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we get somebody around that. That's so like, I get it, but I don't like if you're going to be 45, you need to also, I feel have uh been in politics like yes like been in the senate been in congress even if you were just like in local offices Mm -hmm. if you were um if you were the mayor you know you you have to have some form you have to hold some form of political office at some point yeah within the within that time before you can do it Although, if we base it off of the Ukrainian president, maybe not because he was a comedian and he's that's true. He's rocking it, but you know, different sentiments, different different style of living over there. Um, but yeah, I feel like forty five is getting up there because yes, life expectancy yeah. has gone up, but also like social status and just generation wise who are you fighting for yeah like who who are you fighting for like yeah at at 45 you can't really fight for the young up-and-comers yeah because you don't know them i mean you might have kids but you know you're not among those people anymore right there also needs i definitely feel there needs to be uh, an upper age limit too Yes, absolutely. Put a ceiling for on that. for every single type of office. Yes, because there's no reason someone that's 82 should be deciding my future. <laughs> like that's, no, absolutely not. And that's not ageism. That's just the 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 truth of the matter. It's just like it's not really their future. No. They're they're not going to reap the benefits they or have- the consequences of it. At that point, they have probably already reaped every benefit that they could mm-hmm. out of their lifetime, uh, whether that's, you know, money wise or just like happiness. Like you've had, you know, you've grown up, obviously, uh, you've depending on who you are, you've had kids, you've had grandkids mm-hmm. like you're fulfilled to in like a, in family values. Yeah. And at that point, you've probably amassed, hopefully, a fair amount of money. Like you're, you're not gonna have the energy to be going out and doing everything that needs to be done. Still, or the, the drive or the want. Yeah, 
Yeah, they might have the energy to fight for stuff that they want so that their, you know, generational wealth stays, like, you know, changing the inheritance laws or whatever. But what is that doing for the base level of people who are like, what the hell is an inheritance? Right. And what I inherited from my dad was his debt. Like, <laughs> like what, yeah. is that, what does that mean for, you know, the layman, the person who's, you know, just out here getting it out the mud every day. Like, they're not worried about inheritance. They're not worried about 401ks. They're not worried about tax loopholes. They're worried about how they're going to eat tomorrow. They're worried about not going to the hospital. Yeah, because if they go to the hospital, that's going to be whatever, if they have any savings, so it's going to max with their credit card. Like, we, yeah. And yeah, forty five is like you know. In the grand scheme, what, what of things, would you still, what would you lower that to? Um, I don't know. Probably, probably, I probably my the first thought that came to mind was thirty five, but that might be a little too low. Mm. I don't know. I don't, but I don't know that it is. At 35, because from the way that things are progressing with how things are panning out, and since people are living longer, 35 is getting closer to like being in your 20s in the grand scheme of things, because I'm about to be 30, and I have zero figured out. Um, So... And that's just going to keep happening with as there becomes more economic disparity. Like you are less likely to become, you know, financially stable earlier. So mm-hmm. in your 20s, early 20s, late 20s, early 30s, you are just grinding to become a stable human in the world. And so I feel like by 35, you have so you in theory, you have some type of you have enough world knowledge and understanding of how things work. And you've also say you went to school at 35, you've had a suitable enough time outside of school in the real world to make, you know, feasible choices for the great many instead of like that narrow window that you're in because that by, you know, if I'm even looking at my own family structure, um, my mom is considered young. I have a younger mom and I have a younger dad, but they, well, my mom is different. My mom is interesting. My mom is, doesn't really fit into her social group as much. Um, and that's because she tries to keep herself educated about what's going on. Um, and, you know, up to date on what's what it is. Like my mom regularly uses lingo that she's not supposed to, but she does it correctly. <laughs> um, but like, still, it's a, still a different mindset at that age group, right? Versus like, you know, I have a cousin who's in like his early thirties, and like his mindset is still closer to mine, and an understanding of the world where you know we have similar ideologies about how things are supposed to be run for the greater good, not just for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like 35 is, would be like a suitable, like, all right, 
I would if I were to bump it up any more, I would probably say like thirty seven, thirty eight. Um, right. But just like starting at forty five, that it's going to limit your pool. Yeah. By a lot. Usually, people already bought off by some company or another. Mm-hmm. And they've they've been cemented in whatever you know thought processes that they're already in versus like at that age i feel like you're still a little bit malleable you'll still have those things that you're firm on that you won't change about mm-hmm. but there are still still room for growth um around that time and then honestly if retirement is 65 cap it at 65 like like for any public office, like mm-hmm. no one above that should be be being put in office, and they should no longer be in office. Like retire, get out of here, take your severance package, and get gone. Relax, enjoy yep. the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did good, or you did something. <laughs> I can't say that that they all did good. You, you warmed you warmed the seat for thirty you, years. You did something. Scoot or just do term limits. Yeah. Well, do both. Actually, you can't go. You can't get in over sixty five, and you're not going to be in there longer than eight years. Like, if you can't accomplish what you want to in the same, you know, time limit as a president, then why are you? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you have a shorter window of time. And so your focus should be on your constituents. Mm-hmm. That you got two terms. You're not in here. You're just raking in coins. Yeah, you got to do stuff in order to benefit the people who voted you into office. Yeah. But what do I know? I went to school for dance. <laughs> <laughs> Not like I took hella AP classes so I could just go to school for dance, but what do I know? <laughs> but yeah. So that anything else? Do you have any other thoughts? Uh no, I mean I I agree with you on on uh what the age restrictions what I would like the age restrictions to be. Um but probably for like the same exact reasons, especially because like um if you're serious about politics or um, public service, like you start that immediately, mm-hmm. like in college, in high school, in high school. Um, I'm notably thinking of Tony Parsons. Oh man, that was the first um, dude that came to my mind when I said you want to grow up to be a president. <laughs> yep, yep, uh, and like. So, you know, by 35, you've done over 15 years of, if not in some form of office, like, because you're probably not going to be in office in 20, but, you know, you've worked, you've either interned or you've clerked for, like, some form of government position, Mm -hmm. and you've worked on a committee at some point, like, you have some idea of what you're doing. Yeah. So, no, I I agree with you. 
Yeah. But, you know, I also would never get into politics. Um, oh, no. I, I'm already not a people person. I could not oh, man. They do would, it on national television. They would kick me out immediately because the, the F-bombs would be dropping, baby. There would be so many what the fuck's happening. They would be like, yo, we got to get this guy out of here. It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you and the is wrong with you? What the f- you looking at? <laughs> Talking all that stupid <laughs> shit. Get the f- out of my face. It would. They just, <laughs> I can be really eloquent, eloquent when I want to, but when I'm pissed, it is a fiery fury of f words. Just, just, just let. Sometimes them they need that. Some people just need cussed. Like that's just what it is. Some people just need cuss tf out. Because they don't listen any other way. They just don't. They'll just continue to do what they want to do because, you know, you're talking around what you really want to say. Sometimes you just got to look them dead in their face and just go, shut the fuck up. Just shut up because you're talking Mm -hmm. nonsense and you know you are. And then, oh, look at the angry black man. I'm like, yep, I'm pissed. And it's your fault. And look you what, know it. Look what you brought out of me. <laughs> I was not. I was not in this place. You elicited this this feeling, this profanity from me. So, uh, no, I'm I'm good on the politics. Um, uh, they can keep those. Um, good power to you, everyone who loves it, enjoy it. Um, hopefully, you're a good person, and I will vote for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but alright well I think that's been an awesome episode um, oh yeah Cole, Cody gets up at you know the butt crack of dawn and go to work oh with the, god with the racist I, so, I, by um, the time we record this I've already been up for 14 hours ooh, so, yeah ooh. I, uh, I get up at, at 4 nope <laughs> it's, it's not fun it's gross but it's I, necessary I've i'd rather there. i get up that early uh i start at six i get up two hours early purely because i'm not a people person or a morning person mm-hmm. and i need that two hours to wake up before i deal with anybody so yeah i'm just i can get up i am a i am purely an afternoon person I like I was born at like 12 something like that is <laughs> that is my key time to get up. So anything <laughs> before 11 a.m. Not for Jeremy. Um, but yeah, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, yep. Code, you want to plug your stuff yeah. as always? Yeah. Um, as always, uh, I, I stream on Twitch uh, at twitch.tv. Um, twitch.tv slash commander underscore Cody underscore 501st uh, and you can follow my Twitter uh, to find out when I go live uh, at commander underscore 501st um, I am still playing through a plague tale innocence mm-hmm. uh, about 13th or uh, 14th century France during the black plague or something akin to the black plague Mm-hmm. Um, almost done with it, maybe, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> uh, hopefully. Close. Uh, and then uh, we'll be starting 
um lego star wars lego star wars because baby. i like goofy games and it looks it's just nostalgia mm-hmm. um and then i probably won't that's that game's going to take a long time to finish uh it's all nine episodes um a doozy so at some point i will probably also play uh jedi fallen order Ooh. to get ready for the second one nice um and hopefully i can have energy to actually stream during the week (laughs) it is incredibly tough to find that energy oh for sure but yep uh follow me there in order to find out when i go live i'm trying to be more active on twitter but Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you can find us as always on the gram at laugh underscore underscore not laugh underscore not underscore two underscore cry you can find us on twitter at laugh not to cry p1 you can find us at gmail at laugh not to cry at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at laugh not to cry please as always comment the feedback share bring some people into the fold um i would love to hear from you guys give us some topics maybe give us some do you hear any tech issues i don't know um yep just you know fill us in on what you're feeling about the show definitely want to hear from you guys all right and until next time peace bye-bye